One of the things that I find fascinating about Tanya, especially the last few chapters, how how he takes us back and forth. On the one hand, he reminds us how human we are. On the other hand, he reminds us how high our potential is and how deep our love is. And then he's like, and don't think it's fantasy, it's real. But you should know how much you could climb. It's like this pulling you, telling you how much you're capable of and grounding you at the same time. So that's what he does today. He says... What have we taught yesterday that everyone's capable of attaining an utterly selfless love of Hashem, like his son who exerts himself for his parents, who he loves more than himself? We are said we are capable of this because it's within our souls and we just have to find it. The key to doing it is through meditation. Now this meditation should be done repeatedly until it becomes second nature. Says the Tanya... Even if I've repeated this, you know, mantra many, many times, I'm beginning to become convinced, but it, maybe it's baloney. Even if it seems that merely by training yourself to think and feel this way, you're deluding yourself, don't worry. Because the selfless love itself, as it exists in your heart, is absolutely authentic. Even if the conscious expression of your selfless love lacks a certain level of authenticity, that shouldn't discourage your efforts. Whatever you're feeling is anchored in and flows from something authentic. So you might ask, my subconscious inherited love is already authentic without any meditation. And so if my conscious love is unauthentic, then why bother to produce it at all? Just leave the authentic love intact in the recesses of our heart. No, because that can have a practical application. The love has a practical application. Because as we learn, Torah mitzvahs only fly heavenwards if they have the two wings of reverence and love. So even if the love is lacking in authenticity, it's still very worthwhile because the palpable love will help the mitzvahs fly. So you ask, how can inauthentic love be a wing? So the Tanya will come back to an idea we spoke about in chapter 16. Over there we said that since Hashem is aware of the limitations holding us back from producing authentic emotions through meditation, He will assist the mitzvahs to develop the necessary wings from the imperfect results of our meditation, as long as we made the effort and have the appropriate intention. And that's what the Talmud says, HaKadosh Baruch Hu Mitzarfa Lemaisa, that Hashem attaches a good thought to the deed. In other words, He knows that you did the deed. He knows that your intentions are there. And he combines the two, even if the intention wasn't fully authentic. So through divine grace, your selfless intention is considered by Hashem as if you have selfless love. Why? Because you authentically do have selfless love inside. Your difficulty is in expressing it consciously. Since you made an effort to do so, Hashem combines it. And that's an act of grace from Hashem which makes meditation, this kind of meditation, worthwhile. Interesting, I saw a study yesterday that found that secular meditation makes people actually more selfish. Um, If you want to reach out to me, I'll send you the the link to it. Um, It's from studyfinds.com. And this kind of meditation, focusing on Hashem, actually makes you more selfless. Now, the feeling of satisfaction Hashem receives is like one, like the earlier example of the king's joy from his son returning 
after being released from prison, which we spoke about in chapter 31. Or it's the divine satisfaction from the idea mentioned in chapter 36, 37, that Hashem's finding himself a home within the lowest realms by the choices that we're making. Now, as a addendum to the, today's Tanya, the Tanya asks, remember we said that for the love of a child to his parents, if you practice verbalizing over and over and over, it becomes real. But earlier in the chapter, we spoke about the love that I love my life force and therefore I want to live. So the question is, the lower level of love that we spoke about at the beginning of the chapter, would verbalizing help it? And the answer is yes. Now, at first glance, this would be no surprise. If habitual verbalization is effective at bringing even a higher selfless love, shouldn't it obviously be effective for lower self-oriented love? But that's not necessarily the case. Generally speaking, the lower love is easier to achieve because it's more relatable. I could desire and crave for you like a person desires their own life. You know what it feels like to desire energy when you're weak and exhausted, so you could try to feel the same hunger for Hashem. But it's because the power of this meditation lies in its relatability that habitual verbalization is less effective. Either you're going to relate to this idea or you won't. Repeating it to yourself a thousand times won't seem to help that much. The higher selfless love, on the other hand, is more of an acquired taste. A subtle, initially counterintuitive idea with which you begin to resonate dip- deeply only through repeated exposure. And that's why habitual verbalization is an excellent practical method for the higher selfless love. But nevertheless, Tanya suggests that training yourself constantly with your mouth and your heart can be effective even for the lower level of more self-oriented love. But he says, if you're not able to bring this lower level of love to palpable expression in your heart, nevertheless, you should continue. Um, You should still observe Torah mitzvahs with sufficient authenticity to enable your worship to fly heavenward through, at very least, picturing this love mentally in your mind, causing your mitzvah to be propelled heavenward like on the wings of love.